listening to The Kelly Slusher Show with your host, Kelly Slusher. It's The Kelly Slusher Show Thanksgiving Not-So-Special Special. Yay! Bakirk! 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 Gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble, 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 What does a tofu turkey sound like? What does a tofu turkey sound like? What does a tofu turkey sound like? Mashed potato gravy, yum! Eat it up, yum, eat it up, yum, yum! Well, hello, greetings to you all who are joining me um, for my 21st episode. There's going to be a time where I stop announcing which number the episode is, because I'm sure once I'm, it's number 138! episode 555. So I just got back from staying with a friend for a couple days and she lives up, um, she lives out, out in uh, an area of, you know, kind of like in the woods. She basically lives up in the woods and it's really fun to go up there and just get away from the metropolitan area. So, um, so we had fun and then at night we watched movies and last night, we binge watched cheesy romantic Christmas movies and like it started with one because I was like, let's see a comedy. And she just like picks the first thing and I was like, okay, sure. We watch one and we're like, hey, this is great. Why don't we, wa-? and I'm like, why don't I watch more of these like cheesy romantic Christmas movies? Okay, get done with one. Oh, next one. And like three movies later and the funniest part is the last movie. <laughs> was so annoying like the the two and we're just like why are we watching this but we couldn't stop watching it because i kept wanting to see it it get better but the character that one the woman i cannot remember the name of the movie and i don't want to recommend it but she was such a snot like she was so the way she was and I'm just I can't be bothered like i am just like they ordered at the restaurant and she's like you know substitutes like everything like one of those complicated orders and not very nice to the waitress and the guy's just like the whole time because they had just randomly met in like the airport and he just like really you know all these like coincidences brought him together and then he was like just you could tell he's just like this really sweet guy and just like so just wanting to like hoping that they were going to get together and she just kept being like well I'm not the end to you And it's like he had so many opportunities to see. He had so many opportunities to run, dude, run. Because if this ends up being someone that you marry, your life is going to be so hard. She's full of herself. It's just awful. (laughs) But it was so funny. And like he was annoying to me. And the whole like we kept like, why are we watching this? But we kept watching (laughs) it. And it ended, and it wasn't any better when it ended. Like, when they finally got together, and they're like, we're so in love. It was still like, oh, okay, I guess they got together, but we knew that was going to happen. But why would this really nice guy, you know? And then it looked like they had, like, bleached his hair to give him this, like, like blonde look. And it did not look right. Um, I don't know who's directing these movies, but I think they, like... It was definitely B actors. So I think that they just make a bunch of these like cheesy Christmas. They know all like everyone's going to be watching all these Christmas movies. So they just throw them together. Kind of gave me an idea like they'd be kind of fun to just like in the summer, like 
make all these like sketches like and make actually make videos and, and like fake bad Christmas movies on purpose. I don't know. So that's the whole thing with like luggage. Okay, luggage. So I'm in travel mode. I have luggage from, I've got like an old, older luggage. It's got wheels and got the handle, but it doesn't have the four wheels on it. There's something so pretentious. And I had used one last year. I had someone insist that I use their nice luggage. And I was like, I'm fine, but no, you got, okay, fine. I'll use this one. So I used it and I felt like the biggest jerk. Like you're just like walking to the airport. You're just like, oh, mine has four wheels. Pardon me coming through with my four wheels. And honestly, two wheels works. Like I don't, why, why four, uh, I'm coming through. I got four wheels and the way it like sits, like it's a little car and you're like, pardon me coming through VIP. My, uh, my luggage is four wheels. So can you get out of my way? And then like, you've got, you know, the exciting, oh, I just can't wait to get on to the airport with hundreds of other people doing the same thing and everyone's stressed out. And the other thing is, why is Thanksgiving right there? Right one month away from Christmas. Like Thanksgiving is already a lot. Oh, and then guess what? Oh, that's done? Do you get a break? No, Christmas is on. Oh, okay, that's not stressful. And then you got New Year's. And then nothing. Oh, Valentine's Day. But nothing. You know, nothing. Could they have planned Thanksgiving in maybe March? You know, or April? Like, where there's not, like, this huge, like, oh, stress at the end of the year. And so, even today, I was driving back from, you know, up in the the country. I came back into the area I live in. And someone just, like, honks at me. Stress. I could hear, like, a stress honk. That's a stress honk. And then I started thinking about honks. I'm like, you know, sometimes you need to use your horn so you let people know, um, hey, I'm here. But I think those should be like a beep beep. That's a nice honk. Beep beep. But when it's like, you can just hear their voice like coming through the horn like, F you. (laughs) Let's be kinder, people. Why, Why get so stressed out? I don't understand. I know there's so much pressure because everyone... Everyone's materialistic, you know. I don't, I'm not, I'm actually going to bake little, I'm going to bake presents probably this year. Like, I'm going to make little bundles of cookies. That's going to be my thing. Um, For people that aren't as close to me, of course, the people that are closer to me, that's a different story. But, like, for gifts, you know, I'm going to do little packages of, like, cookies. I'm really excited about that. But yeah, stress, let's not, I mean, seriously, tone it down or not. It's not the end of the world. I think the only reason why people get this stressed out is literally that they care so much about what everyone else thinks of them, their kids think of them, if they have the right presence. Come on. I mean, it's so, it's such, I love Christmas songs. I, I love the season. I think it's, it's so me. I love it. And I love singing Christmas songs and I'm, I, I'm going to be singing um, them this month. And I know some people might get, oh no, because you go into a store and it's like, you know, as soon as, you know, Halloween's over, oh, got to start playing Christmas music or giving you a little hint, like, guess what? I even saw an ad the other day for like something, 
after Christmas sale. Like, can't, you can't even wait till, you know, gotta get, gotta get the consumers prepared two months in advance. And you've got people that make Christmas albums. Christmas, I mean, they're not, they're making those in summertime. The Christmas albums, they're not, it's not even near Christmas. But they're, so, you know, like, there are companies that prepare months in advance, months and months and months for their holiday. I think it's crazy. And then, you know, we don't think about it. Like, oh, look at this. Look at these Christmas cookies. Like, there was a, a mug. You oh, no, you could buy these little uh, with like little gingerbread houses, and you stick them on. They have a little opening, like, you know, and I can't explain it. Well, you can put the house on your mug. It's called Mug Huggers. It's really, really stupid. <laughs> like there's a little hole in the middle of the house, so it just like sits and, you know, rests on your cup. What's the point of that? This holiday season, you need to have a little teeny house on your mug. Have you always wanted a little miniature house sitting on your mug? Oh, what are the kids going to think of me? Mother thinks of everything. I'm going to make, I'm going to come out and I'm going to bring them their hot cocoa with a gingerbread house hugger on the mug. They're going to think, Mother, you are the most creative, original mother ever. And for Thanksgiving, me and my sister, are we're taking the lead. We're doing the, all of the baking, all of the cooking, and um, my mom had minor, minor surgery, bless her heart, today. And so we're going to be baking. We're going to make everything. So I'm like, okay, this is not a vacation for me. <laughs> my brother's, it's like, but it's going to be my entire family. And we haven't been together, all of us, for a really long time. So I'm really looking forward to it. And... I just want to minus the stress. Like I want to have a good time doing it. I love mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes, man. I just, oh, I take them, I peel them, I boil them, and then I load it up. And it's just, and you got to use like the hand mixer because otherwise if you just, which is one of my favorite kitchen utensils is the potato masher. The one with like the, you know what, the masher, you know what I'm talking about. Great, but when it's like big batches and it's creamy, and then you gotta also use the turkey drippings to make the gravy. Sorry, vegetarian vegans, to offend you, um, but that is my favorite part. <laughs> There's something about it. It tastes so yummy. And cranberry sauce or no cranberry sauce? Oh, we go to the yams with the the. <laughs> I was like in a cafe the other day. Look, like opening. I was up in Nevada City. I was up there in a cafe and waiting for my friends. And there's just like, I'm sitting there in this crowded cafe. I've got my old 1978 Betty Crocker. I'm just like looking at all the recipes. And I'm like, because they have good, they have good recipes. I had some modern cookbooks too, but I'm just sitting there and I'm like, me and my sister are texting. Should we do the mashed potatoes? The yams with the, <laughs> the yams with the, um, what do you call it? They take yam, oh, with the marshmallows. And we're going to, we'll do that this year. You know, cranberry sauce, let's get the kind in the can. You know, and like we're exchanging ideas of what we're going to do. And I know what my projects are. And, you know, it's it's a handful, but it's going to be fun. And by the way, if you are a, an adult kid and you, you know what I mean, like we go to our parents' house and we're the kids, but we're, we're grown up kids. I say grown up kids. 
help your parents in the kitchen help your mom. Like I've seen too many people still not helping. Thanksgiving dinner preparations is, I mean, it's insane. You all, you become like the chef of a restaurant for like, and, and you only have like X amount of hours to even do it. So it's highly stressful. At least help clean up, you know? Be kind. If you want, if you're going to your significant others, show some respect and don't be a lazy bum and just sit there and eat chips and dip. Anyway, I'm excited. Um, a lot of times I, I choose not to go to the airport during Thanksgiving. I am dreading. How can I like minimize, like a minute, let's minimize as much stress because every single person's going to be, oh, oh, hurry, hurry, get the plane. Like, I know, I know, but I want to be able to like chill and, and still not be so stressed because it's just not fun. I'm all about fun. So from that great 70s Betty Crocker recipe book, I found quite a few goodies, some treasures, and this is what they were eating back in the 70s uh, during these holiday seasonal times. Their, their contribution to the Thanksgiving dinner, you'd have um, someone's making the mix and match quiche, you know, and that's full of, oh gosh, crab meat. <laughs> Gross. And then um, there are people that are bringing the, let's see, cheery cherry compote, hearty ham casserole, lots of casseroles. That's what I gotta show up. I gotta start, I gotta bring a casserole. The next party I go to, I'm going to be a, bring a casserole and then I'm gonna bring the, the holiday ring and I'm gonna bring the 80s back. See, people think 80s are cool. Oh, so retro, but what you, do you think retro food is good? Okay, this is, oh my gosh. So in the center of this book, they're showing all their creations. There is this thing. <laughs> I sent it to my sister. And um, it's phallic. And it's, <laughs> I can't believe whoever decided to put this in the book and to make it, put it in the book. Either they're like zero sexuality, like their mind does not go there, obviously, because it's, I mean, it literally looks like so gross. How do I put it? Um, it's phallic and then it has like on the top it has this like it look I don't know it looks like it's um, got the the white stuff <laughs> running down it's really funny it's um oh it must be the cranberry nut loaf I'm gonna bring that just to set it in the center yep it's the cranberry nut loaf and they put, baked it I don't know why it's got like it, it's very phallic it's really funny. And um, I'm gonna make the mini poppy seed loaves and then lemon drop dinner rolls. Oh, that sounds great. I'll bring the, I'm gonna bring the cornmeal yeast bread. This is what they were eating. Um, who's going to bring the pineapple smokies this year? <laughs> oh, I just love those pineapple smokies. This now, this, this was contributed by Dorothy Anderson of from Ottawa, Kansas. Pictured on page 19. Oh, let's see it. Oh, there they are. Oh, they look so good. Dorothy, Dorothy, you just outdid yourself on those pineapple smokies this year. <laughs> Debbie Nancy at your party. 
Um, let's see. Oh, and who's going to bring the Christmas salad? Okay, and um, let me see. For uh, for for the protein. Um, oh, I'm going to bring the cherry date. Who brought this cherry date fruitcake? This recipe was contributed by Judy Schultz of Jamestown, New York. It's a Christmas tradition to me to serve this fruitcake at parties and to give it to, to friends and family, jam-packed with nuts and cherries. It puts a new spin on the holiday mainstay. <laughs> fruitcake, the holiday mainstay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I need to use mainstay. Mainstay needs to be like everything that you do. It's the mainstay. <laughs> I'm gonna... You can say that about your boyfriend. This is my mainstay. Um, oh, che creamy cheese suit. Nutty sweet potato bake. Oh, who brought this nutty sweet potato bake? Oh, that would have been... <laughs> my goodness, another Dorothy. A Northy Pretchett from Wills Point, Texas. Even people who say they don't like traditional sweet potato dishes, I know those people, we all know those people, came back for more of this yummy casserole. <laughs> you know, I'm not one for, uh, you know, sweet potato, but I've got to have seconds of this nutty sweet potato casserole bake. <laughs> okay, the holidays are funny. <laughs> Because, oh, oh, and this is the other thing that they used to eat a lot of. Pecan horns. <laughs> they like the horns. You don't see those in the store. Oh, what are those? Oh, oh, those are pecan horns. These cookies have a nutty sweet. These cookies have a nutty, slightly sweet taste. They go well served with coffee or tea or festive get-togethers. This is another Dorothy. Three Dorothys. This is a different one. No, I think this is, I think it's the same Dorothy, but she just keeps giving herself a different last name and a different location. Dorothy Gorinenwald from Grove, Oklahoma. She contributed to the pecan horns. Oh, fruity popcorn balls. Now this one was contributed by Helen Myron from Asawaso, Michigan. Awaso, Awaso, Michigan. In our family, these are favorite holiday treat. This is how they worded it. Not even in our family, these are a favorite holiday treat. I don't know who likes them better, my grown children or their children. <laughs> I've included this recipe in our family cookbook. Let's see, apricot balls. This is Mirion Corliss from Littleton, New Hampshire. Well, they're full of good-for-you ingredients. These candies will satisfy any sweet tooth as well. I, quote, gift wrap <laughs> them in colorful mini muffin papers nestled in a tin. So she, quote-unquote, gifts wrap them. Gift wrap. Gift. Gift wrap. Gift wrap. <laughs> my name is gift wrap. This is my gift gift wrap. I had that joke with like the invisible tape. I can't see it. I can't see. Where's it at? Like I'd like, <laughs> I'd be like gift wrapping, trying to gift wrap, and it's like invisible tape. And I'm like, I don't. Like, I, it's invisible. I can't see it. And I try to grab it to like use it, but I couldn't see it because it was invisible. That was like my childhood. 
That was my one of my jokes. Oh, um, Sharon Skildum from Maple Grove, Minnesota. She's gonna bring Creative Bark. <laughs> Creative Bark. With a little imagination and varied ingredients, you can create a custom candy with this recipe that you'll love. Okay, what white chocolate coating, two cups or more of the following dessert. Mints, jelly beans, M&Ms, sugar-coated cereal, miniature sandwich, cookies, etc. So basically, all you got to do is take white chocolate, anything you like. Do you want M&Ms? Do you want cereal? You just throw it on in there. That's Creative Bark. Oh, and then chocolate cream bonbons. This is Joan Louise from Reno, Nevada. My grandmother gave me this tasty recipe, recipe when I was a girl. Some of my fondest childhood memories are though of her huge kitchen and delicious treats she made. Ooh, eggnog roll, eggnog roll, eggnog roll, eggnog roll, gift wrap. <laughs> gift wrap. Oh, almond cream parfaits. This is Lynn McAllister um, from Mount Ula, North Carolina. Cooking is one of my favorite hobbies. Cooking is one of my favorite hobbies, particularly during the Christmas season. These parfaits, these parfaits are a great way to top off holiday meals. They have a sweet almond flavor, but aren't too heavy and filling. Thank you, thank you, Lynn McAllister. I don't like rice peel off and I never will. <laughs> I don't like bulgur. Ugh. Barley. I don't like barley. I know. It's bad. Microwave peach butter. And the question I have is why is it always gingerbread house or gingerbread people, gingerbread man? Why is gingerbread always in those things? Oh, I'm, I know, it's because people want to eat themselves? Or is it that, oh, I just really love eating houses. I've always wanted to eat my house. So I make a miniature version of my house every year and my, my family, we um we nibble, we nibble, we just walk you know past, oop, I got a chunk of the roof. <laughs> oh, um, I'm gonna eat the door. Someone got a hold of the chimney. Who was it? The chimney was there when I went to bed. Little coffee in a little gingerbread house chimney. I want to change it. Why can't it be? You know what? I'm going to do this. My tradition is going to be gingerbread boots. Just get like a boot cut out. Here's your gingerbread boot because that makes the most sense. Not a person, not a house. Gingerbread hat. Which reminds me, there's this thing <laughs> that I used to always say. And it's a hat. Anything can be a hat. Oh, I love this ashtray. And it's a hat. This painting that you painted, it's great. And it's a hat. <laughs> it's a cookie. And it's a hat. Okay. Yeah. Can we just come up with different shapes? You gotta have the appetizer. Appetizers. You gotta have the appetizers. Um. Oh. Last time I was hanging out with my dad, I like to bake my dad cake. He likes cake. And I said, Dad, can I bake you a cake? And he said, of course you can. And I said, what kind of cake? He was like, oh, I like the brown kind. 
And you mean chocolate? Yes. And then sometimes he's like, oh, I'll take, I'll take the white cake. I'm like, hmm, how do I make my dad a pure white cake? Well, you gotta take the eggs out because the egg yolks make it yellow. So I don't know if I did, but I would make him this very special, two special cakes. So he always loved his cake. So then I was like, I had such a good time hanging out with my family. Like I, I would make cakes for my dad and he, oh, he loved them. And I would also do a lot of baking. And um, so I was like, I'm going to make cream puffs, father. Cause my mom always made cream puffs going up. Father for you, I'm making cream puffs this morning, father, papa. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay, you're gonna make me some. And I was like, yes, I'm making you cream puffs, papa. So um, if anyone knows anything about cream puffs or baking, it's this dough called patachou, and it's very hard to make. Did not know that. I thought I had made it before. I think I had, but for some reason, oh my gosh. But I was in there and I was like, cause you gotta get the, the dough, like mix it really quick and it gets really hot and it's like the butter and you have to like blah, 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 and then you have to like take it off, but you need to cool it off and then you need to add the egg, but you don't wanna cook the egg so it has to be cooled off, right perfect timing. And then um, it's just, oh my gosh. And then my dad has this thing where he always takes the quarter cup, the fourth cup. There's no quarter cups like I want, cause my mom's got all this, I love baking in my mom's kitchen cause she has everything you need, just stuff that's been around for years. and. Some of it's, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like some of the cool, cool stuff that I even had as a kid. So, um, so then I like, I remember like I needed a quarter cup and I didn't want to like guess because I know patachou is very particular. So I was like, I can't find the quarter cup. And I was in there playing, clang, clang, stressing out. He was like, boy, if I would have known that you were going to be like this, I would have said, no, I don't want green puffs. <laughs> I don't want I was really mad. Like it just got hot-headed. I was I was under a lot of stress back then, um, but it was stressful. And anyway, so if I ever make cream puffs again, which if you've never had a cream puff, you gotta have a cream puff. They're so good. Patishu, that dough, it's so yummy. Anyway, I ended up making them, and they got a little bit. They weren't wonderful because I I I had a hell of a time doing it. But I thought it was so funny. He's like, whoa, if I would have done. <laughs> if you knew my dad's personality. He wasn't mad at me, just the way he's like, well, uh, yeah, if I would've known that you would've, <laughs> it was gonna be like this, uh, I'd say, no, no, I don't need those cream puffs. <laughs> but he enjoyed them. You enjoyed those, Dad. He has no idea. He's being, oh, doubled puffs. Uh, broiled ham on picks. Now, now I've got the 80s cookbook. I'm gonna save this for next. Ooh, a recipe for escargot. Escargots. That's how I'd order it. Can I get myself some escargots? Yuck. A yucky pukey, a yucky pukey, a yucky, 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 pukey, yucky, yucky, pukey. I could never be like a, an elite person that eats caviar because I'd be like, nope, don't want that. Yeah, but it's only the finest. I don't want it. No, but you've never had this $3,000 a can caviar. And I would still say, Get out of here, I'm from Boonville, Arkansas. We don't do that. <laughs> okay, I just remembered something. I just remembered something. So there's a photo that I found in a big stack of photos when I was going through them, um, when I was visiting, and it was of the spread of like, it was like the Thanksgiving dinner and someone had taken a photo of it and it was the whole table. And then in the middle was the turkey and the turkey in the photo is 
it looks burned. Like, it looks like it's got, it's like charcoaled. <laughs> it's like really, like charcoaled. Like we're like, what? And my mom's like, oh my. <laughs> I, I don't really know why I would, uh, why would I serve that? You know, she's just like, and I'm like, mom, that turkey looks really burned. Like, how is this? And I'm looking at it every angle. I even took a picture of it and like uh, put it on my phone and magnified it to like really see like what was going on with that turkey. <laughs> no, it's like, there's no explanation for it. And, um, you know, so like, I'm laughing and thinking like, I know there's some reason. My mom's an amazing cook and she's very particular and there's no way she would have never been proud of like a turkey that was like, like charcoal looking. And um, so there's gotta be some explanation. Who knows what this mysterious turkey is. But um, you know, like time goes by and then like my mom just brings it up again, which is like, she didn't let it go. She's like, you know that turkey, I just really don't know. Um, I wonder what happened with that turkey. It, I, I can't imagine that I would serve it like that. And then she kept bringing it up through the course of the night. <sighs> that turkey. <laughs> like it was really bugging her. And if I bring the, up the picture now, she's like, <sighs> <laughs> she gets all upset. <laughs> I'm like, mom, it's nothing you did. It could have been one, maybe we barbecued the turkey you know what if it was like we maybe it wasn't even our doesn't even look like our house so i don't even know maybe some random photo got thrown in there because there was no humans there was no people to reference this and it reference it it did not look like our our home so i don't know why she's taking it personal <laughs> okay one more thing before i wrap it up this has been bugging me so this thing that people do that they say, let me ask you a question. I've got a question for you. Can I ask you a question? Those three, something like that. It is the most lamest thing and it's very manipulative. Like, why do you have to ask a question to ask a question? I'm thinking if you're asking me a question to ask a question, you probably have something in this, in the second question that I don't want to answer can I ask you a question oh that always feels good hey I've got I've got a question for you oh lovely because it's always like why if they can't just say the question then what are you you know what I mean like you're if you can't just say the question then something's up like you that's it's kind of like a bigger thing like it's a sensitive subject or it's, it's just such a way to make you feel uncomfortable. And the other thing that I cannot stand that people do is they say, when they do this, um, can, I, can I ask a favor? Can you do me a favor? Without asking you what the favor is, they ask you, can you do me a favor? I do not think you should present it that way. You should say, I need this favor. Would you like to do that for me? Because if you're asking someone, can you do me a favor? Never, no one ever says yes, unless they're just like a yes man and they just wanna please whoever that person is. But generally, this is what we say. If someone says, can you do me a favor? You're gonna be like, what is it? You don't answer the question. You answer the question with a question. And then it's just, it's annoying. So don't ever do that to me. And don't ever ask me, can I ask you a question? Or can you tell me something? Or I have something to ask you. 
because the answer is going to be a definite no. And if someone asks me, can I ask you a question? I'm just, I'm literally going to be like, no, you can't ask me a question. All right. It's time to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening guys and gals and happy Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, happy belated Thanksgiving. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. It's the Kelly Slusher Show Thanksgiving Not So Special Special. Yay!